What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 976 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live, State College Edition. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by Ben Funky Askren, James Dean Raider. He's in the same building as me, just a different room. Oh, really? He he would have... That, that yeah, is he's... cute. And is that adorable or what? Yeah, I'm really Way sad you cuter. together. Way cuter than your background, which I find repulsive and well, I guys, I got nauseating. I got this made last week, but I don't. You guys are gonna be upset. I got another edition, so I was at Missouri yesterday. And I got <laughs> I got honored, and it was awesome. But then after they're like, "We got something else for you," and I'm like, "Oh no! How, how are you gonna? Ha- how guys? How do you have something else for me? You guys already you know took care of me real good." So I go upstairs. Steph Mendoza is there on a recruiting trip, apparently. No. Look what he brought me. No, Seth. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. So I got, oh, I, I got home late last night. I haven't been able to mount this thing, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like right up here or somewhere. You know, you guys can oh read it and weep. And you know, you know, Seth will make another one for whoever wins this year. I might have two in a row. Could be possible. We'll see. I'm, I'm in the lead right now. You're in the lead by one pick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right now yeah man that's that's actually i can't even be mad even though i can be mad at seth because seth that's messed up you can't just like <laughs> monopolize his talents if i mean you know anyone i know commission a piece of artwork by seth that is as actually incredible and uh, i wanted to start you know with, with uh something more sentimental after you were honored but now i just want i just want to move on and pretend you didn't uh-huh. get a uh, a tremendous honor bestowed upon you uh, at your alma mater. But why, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, uh, it was awesome. I actually, I didn't know what was happening. And I think they knew we were bringing the AWA group there. But just like on uh, Monday, they sent out the itinerary and it said Ben Askren presentation. And I was like, uh, what am I presenting, Coach Smith? And he's like, no, 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 we're giving you something. <laughs> um, so yeah, they made this really awesome uh, trophy case with my Hodge trophy and a cool picture. And uh, it just looks really great, and it was just an honor. And uh, you know, I don't just go in there every time. It's like I, it's, I said it 21 years ago. Coach Smith said, you know, Missouri's gonna be a really, really good wrestling program, and they were terrible. And you know, it took us a few years, but my my senior year we took third, and now since then uh, they've been like almost in the top ten every year. And I think it was I counted on the list. It was I think eight of the last nine years that they've been top seven which is pretty ridiculous uh there's very few programs that are that consistently that high very true very yeah. true and uh it, it was cool to see them honor you you're the one that got it going there so yeah congrats and if i ended up in columbia i'll have to go and pay my respects and i won't deface it even uh, though you post embarrassing graphics of me with tears in my eyes that's okay uh, that's a good graphic we have so much to talk about. So much happened. We had folk style. We had freestyle. We had all kinds of stuff. I think we started at the Feral, and then we get into the college stuff. Yeah. Um, ben was there because he had two uh, two scrappers there in the mix, Cole and Connor Mirasola. But yeah. before we get to that, let's get to the, the results, the final results, and starting with Spencer Lee, who dominated his way to the finals with all techs, and then had a really competitive match with with Nico Megalutis. Uh Ben, what were your thoughts on Spencer and his performance yeah. overall? Uh, I just watched went back and watched the finals. I did have to I caught a flight to Missouri. Um his finals was so it was six four, seven four on the challenge. 
Nico got a late, uh, there was a late exchange where he got two, Spencer got two, he got two back. Um, and, and he almost put Spencer some trouble because it was where there was a crotch lock turn in the head and go to half Nelson. Um, and Spencer was able to get off his back. But um, I thought good performance by Spencer. I think maybe a little, you know, you and I both said Spencer by five or greater last Thursday. And I think, you know, like I think you took it pretty quickly. So the fact that it was so competitive, uh, I want to see him against some of these other better guys. So hopefully he's going to be at the open against uh, some other really high-level guys. Yeah, no chance he goes to that. None? There's no reason. Here Why would he do that? Um, Man, I mean, you guys know how I feel about competition, um, especially given the fact that he's only wrestled with um, maybe 15 freestyle matches in the last six years, like to get a few extra matches in and try to get better. I mean, honestly, it's kind of scary the fact that you guys both shook your head so quickly because it's like, is he going to be, I guess he's on a match count for the rest of his life where he's going to wrestle as few as possible because of injury precautions. Well, that's kind of scary. He said in his post-match interview, he'll go back and assess. I could see him maybe, maybe wrestling overseas somewhere, but I think it's unlikely we see him at the U S open in a couple weeks. That's the thing. It's just so close um, to this tournament. It, that's a qualification tournament. He's already qualified. Yep. So don't be surprised if he goes internationally somewhere and competes in January, February. But I think it's unlikely he wrestles at the U.S. Open. Yeah, no no chance. No chance okay. he goes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was – it's interesting because J.D. and I actually were talking about this last night, about how close Spencer was to probably teching – Nico, if he if he gets one turn with that lace on that first he takes it, he he takes it through, and then and it was what, close. Say, it was close, and then what are we saying? Are we saying okay, Spencer looked good, but he teched his way, and we don't know how he can do in a full six minute match yet. Yeah. Um, but then he goes six minutes, and you know Nico scores some points in the in the second. So now we've seen him that way. I'm not, I'm not sure what would put more you know confidence but he i feel like nico is a little slept on as as a freestyler and it, i think he's an interesting guy down at at 57 i thought spencer looked like he hadn't wrestled someone with that kind of like speed to the leg in a while and it, it showed and nico was getting in pretty consistently so yeah. i think spencer has a lot to take away from from that performance he was upset afterwards he threw his thing whatever they handed him he threw it as soon as he metal yeah that was a metal yeah he just mm-hmm. threw it immediately um so he's certainly not satisfied but he's in the trials yeah he looked I mean, healthy he didn't and he didn't get he didn't guess um nearly to the level we've seen in a few of the other performances um he obviously was more tired at the beginning than he was uh, at the end than he was at the beginning but he kind of wrestled hard the whole six minutes um the one thing I would say uh, from a critical standpoint is like his mobility didn't look great. I don't know if you, you guys watching the way he was moving, but he was very like, and he kind of always has been to a certain extent, but kind of like really static in his stance. Um, did you notice that? I thought a couple, there were a few low shots where I thought Nico just caught him totally flat footed. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I did notice that. Um, are, are you saying mobility as in, like, like he just he wasn't moving he's well, just not fluidly. Yeah. He wasn't he just wasn't moving a lot and whether that's because an injury thing or 
I mean, like I said, he's always kind of been like that a little bit. Um, so maybe it's not too much of a change. But yeah, just he wasn't moving a whole bunch, especially you generally think of, you know, small guys, they move a lot. And um, so it, it was a drastic contrast to me. He comes out and hand fights so, so hard in the yeah. beginning. Like you can tell it really, it, it affects people really. Like it, he, he basically makes these guys just fire underneath and he's, looks so good defensively that he can punish a lot. So it was great seeing him back. I think a lot adds a lot more excitement. I thought, I thought he looked bigger. I tweeted about that. I thought he looked big. Yeah, I agree with that. Sentiment. Fewer, fewer weigh-ins will probably help him be a f- more full-size 57 if he wasn't already. But really the story, even though most people were talking about Spencer, the story of the feral was Caleb Larkin. Oh yeah. What the heck? This dude's crazy. I mean, Listen, he's a good wrestler, good good recruit, good prospect. But I didn't know he had this kind of freestyle ability. He beats Mendez, he beats Lugo, and he beats Kolodzik. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. I think it was – well, a lot of people forgot about him because he had the hip surgery or whatever, um, and he's been out, and we haven't seen him compete a whole bunch. He did compete in the junior trials, I believe. Um, it was up at 70, though, uh, and this is probably a little better weight. I think it was up at 70, and this is probably a little better weight class for him. So – he looked great. He's really tough in kind of all positions, like his brother Kyler. Um, man, they just wrestle really well in in so many different positions, and they're and they're flexible and they're hard to deal with for a lot of people. And for the record, at juniors, he still took third. He only lost to yeah. Nero four to four. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that match. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he looked also huge at sixty five. I mean, you you say better weight, and I'm like. How many times can he make this way? I mean, I don't know what he walks around at, but I, I thought he looked absolutely enormous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's skinny, obviously, and tall, so he's much yeah. taller than most guys in this weight class. I, I have no idea how hard it is for him, actually. Yeah, I don't either. But he's going to be a, a fun guy to watch, you know, for Arizona State. I'm sure he's, he's not going to wrestle this year for them. But in they should be able to use him in five. Uh, so we should be able to see him at least a couple times. And I, I don't know, Arizona State didn't bring a, a very competitive squad to Missouri yesterday. Um, and guy, I'm sure guys like Caleb Larkin will make it much more competitive. But there's other guys like um, Jesse Vasquez wasn't in the lineup. I don't know his injury status. Richie Figueroa wasn't in the lineup. Um, so they were definitely missing a handful of dudes. Yeah, no no, uh, no Schultz either, right? No Colton Schultz, no Jacory. Yeah, there was a, no Figueroa. Yeah, skeleton crew for the Sun Devils. Um, have they announced if Colton's taking an Olympic shirt? Are they planning I, to? I have no idea. I, I said we we assumed he was because it's Greco, not freestyle. So we just assumed that would be the case. Uh, who they threw out there it was not very competitive. Um, I I don't know him. Hadn't seen him really wrestle before. Um, yeah, but I've got they got to use Caleb at least a few times, right? Wouldn't you? You would think. You would think. You right? would think. And then, uh, yeah, uh, is Geary is going to be red shirting also? But I guess you can't use him because he's not a true freshman. True. Yeah. So true. Okay. So we'll we'll see with that. Uh, any other? At sixty-five. Um, uh, Aiden Valencia looked, looked really good. He had a crazy match with Colin Realbudo that he ended up winning at the end. His match with Kolodzik was also kind of crazy. I want to say Kolodzik won towards the end, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Nine seven, I think was the final on that yeah. one. Nine seven. Uh huh. Um, Desanto just uh, he's just not, I don't think he's big enough to be competitive in this weight class. The Kladic really kind of bullied him um, in a first period tech fall. And I want to say he lost a Lugo in the wrestle back. Am I right on that, JD? Uh, he got he got third. I'm pretty sure. Did he beat Lugo? Um, I'm pretty sure he beat Yaya Thomas for third. He well, did. He sure. did. He tech fall Yaya on the backside. Um, I really thought I can't, he got there, I can't remember if that match was the repassage was weird, so I can't remember if that match was for I thought he lost a Lugo. Bronze. What was this? Okay, now I got. I'm looking it. now because the wrestlebacks were also very, very straight. DeSanto beat Lugo two to one, and then he one. beat Yaya thirteen to three. Mm. Dude, that's legit. Yeah, good win. I do think he. I do think the size is a, is a problem for him, and yeah. you know, making the team this year is going to be really, really hard, but. You know, even still beating a Yaya and Lugo, who are I think good size sixty fives, is is a good sign. Yeah. Um. Every match, every point in Lugo DeSanto was shot clock. I just looked at that. Gotta love it. <laughs> Trent Hydley, man, he was he was, oh, that was crazy. Well, okay, that... well, JD, tell us why why freaking Mark Hall had to wrestle. Um, What's him call it first round? Kinchadzi. Yes. What is the deal there? So USA pin. Wrestling used the their pin um, ranking system for this tournament. Now, they did say uh, USA Wrestling national staff was going to look over the international guys and kind of try and separate them. So I'm guessing Kinchadzi just slipped through the cracks there on that one. Holy and Slippy, Slippy did. Um <laughs> For the record, Mark did beat him for bronze. Oh my yeah. god, he did! Yeah, holy crap! But so, kind of, uh, yeah, got to beat him on the front side here because only the top uh, person qualifies, top placing. Yeah, I mean, huge, huge impact there. I mean, uh, the any system that has a, a high schooler as the top seed and a senior world silver medalist unseated should maybe be called into a little bit of question. Yeah, especially this is an important tournament, and it seems like they really love the high school kids. I mean, Mirasola got a four, it's right? They compete more. Yeah, but against two, I, yeah, I know. But I, that's I mean, what are we talking? What are we talking about? Compete more? Yeah. No, compete more at the senior level. It's got it. That's why we separate the levels. Yeah. That's why um, we have U seventeen and U twenty and U twenty three and senior level because there's a difference, and yeah. you can't compete a lot at because you win Fargo and because you go to junior trials. Yeah. That's not a criteria over senior level. There's got to be that separation. Well, and you can't look at it just like how much do you wrestle? Who do you wrestle? Where do you wrestle? What events? That has to be a consideration. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't factor in someone like Luke Lillardall. He should not be unseated. You shouldn't say Conor Mirasola, just throw him in there. But uh, you got to – this guy, a w- world silver medal, senior it's level. It's so what are we doing? Yeah, this... I, I love your passion, Christian. It's it's, it's really well. Great. It's just it's <laughs> no. So I'm serious. I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. It's because you're yeah. you're totally right. Like um, they're trying to roll out this pin system, and I I think it has the possibility of being amazing, right? And really I agree. If they do it, disc golf has a, a round rating system where every round is rated. Uh, chess does right, so they could, but they got to make the algorithm right. And I think it may be because they don't have enough matches yet. But in that case. Um, because we actually did it for the first the PL in Chicago this year, and we looked at it and we were all like, 
wait a minute, this, no, no, no. And we actually did the manual changes because it got a few of them, right? But there was a lot of them mm-hmm. that were wrong. So we manually changed a bunch. And so I think at some point, they're going to tweak the algorithm to where they get it right. To where, yeah. you know, Connor is going to wrestle some senior level stuff or some U23s are going to cross over. And you're going to have everyone kind of in the right spot because it's just a number, right? So you're going to have everyone in the right spot. But it's not there right now. So, yes, um, Connor was kind of a beneficiary of a, a four seed over a bunch of other people. He maybe shouldn't have. He did compete really well, right, to his defense. But, man, yeah, the Kinshazi number two, when this is a little bit qualifier, I mean, that kind of really screws Mark Hall. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's important. So I think they'll get it right, too. I think it is, like, I think how y'all use it at PL makes sense. Like, use it as a starting point. It gets it close. And then the glaring things, like a Kinshazi unseated, a, a Luke Lildahl number one, yeah. you, move those, you move those things around, and, and you probably got something good. Ultimately, Trent Hiley was the best guy in the building uh, for that weight anyways, based on the results. But, you know, you, sh- yeah. you shake up a, a – if, you know, if Kinshazi doesn't have to go through a war against Mark Hall early, maybe he gives Hiley a better run and he hangs on that last three yeah. seconds of the match, right? It's a lot of what-ifs. No, but, but I mean, that Kinshazi, he had some battles because Webster wrestled him reasonably tough. Morgan mm-hmm. – uh, Wrestled the whole match against it, you know. Uh, he got tech ball at five five fifty six, but um, yeah. So he he kind of had three battles by the time he got to the semifinals against Highly. And if you guys haven't watched it, that's ma- match of the tournament for sure. Float yeah. didn't give him a fifty thousand dollar bonus for performance of the weekend. <laughs> um, this match was awesome. It was crazy because Highly, you know, got down and then he had that. It was a four point throw on the edge that was pretty wild. And you're like, oh my gosh, Kachazi, why'd you do that? That was dumb. And then a lot of times the foreigners gas are like, okay, Hadley's up big. It's kind of over-ish now, you know? And then he just starts chipping away. I want to say he got three takedowns. And yeah. the last one was like not a lot of time left. And Hadley went and got a four-pointer. And it was it was an awesome sequence because it was like one thing to the next to the next. Then he got in a good position. And then uh, Kinshazi went quad and he somehow picked him up and bombed him. Yeah, it was it was so just a thrilling finish and how hard highly wrestles is really, really impressive. Like how much he gets out of himself, but it looked like he wasn't gonna be able to finish. Cause he got the, basically that rear standing quad top quad pod yeah. position. And Kinshazi took his, his left leg and kept stepping it behind. And so Trent couldn't clear the hips. Yes. And then eventually it was like five seconds, probably in that position, which is a long time. And then he just picks him up and bombs him to his back. It was, it was awesome. It was really exciting. We were Caleb and I were screaming, scared, scared Katie and Natalie. So it was fun. <laughs> um, that was fun. Uh, great event overall, Bill Farrell. I think we could probably turn the page on it and get into um, some college stuff because there's a lot. Unless you got something else, Ben. Yeah, you know, uh, Nolf was dominant. Um, yeah, in most of his matches, except Quincy Monday wrestled him really well. I was, I did not see that one coming. It was like a seven six or. Uh, Quincy did get one late that made it a little bit closer, but he took Nolf down two times. Yeah, seven um, six. Yeah, regular. Just the, he got the third takedown, but the two the first two takedowns were definitely earned by Quincy, and he beat Tyler Berger on the backside as well. So good tournament for Monday. 
Yeah, and I think the note in that 7-6 match, too, is Nolf scored it was six points. He got takedown gut-gut. So mm-hmm. uh, I think Quincy had three takedowns, and Jason only had one. I was I was kind of, like, shocked by that. I'm like, oh, man, is Jason sick, or is he not doing well? And then he went and killed Kemmer, and he killed Marinelli back-to-back. So then it's like, okay, well, he's, you know, kind of full force. So then it's just really impressive on uh, Quincy Monday's part. And then, yes, he did come back for – he actually beat JQ in the third but JQ somehow found some offense because he he beat up on Michael Kemmerer. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, it was impressive. Yeah, your words, not mine. Um, what? Word, my, what's my words? JQ, <laughs> no. man, I never see this man shoot that much. I watched him four years of college wrestling, and then also I'm watching the the Bill Farrell. He's firing off shots. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What happened here? It was. I'm just glad you. I'm just glad you said it, not me, so I don't get you know yelled at by the Tiger faithful. Oh, you know who I met yesterday? Scumbag, real sleep, <laughs> real real sleaze ball. Wait, Jacoby was there uh, in attendance. He's biggest fan. <laughs> he he is. He might be, be uh, Johnny from Roanoke. It might be him. <laughs> no, he, he does. Wick doesn't know how to dial long distance. No, <laughs> he's only he's got a calling card. He doesn't know how to use uh, it. So funny. Okay. Let's get to some of the some of the folk style stuff. There was a lot. I didn't get to watch Iowa versus Oregon State. I had a really insane uh let's say seventy two hours or so. So I'm apologizing. I will watch it at some point soon. Okay. Well JD and I did. Okay. And man, it started off with a crazy one. Drake gets the first takedown. He's looking like he's kinda all over Kaylor in the beginning. He gets a takedown looking good taylor gets a takedown kind of real quick on the edge i think and ayala's pushing 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 he's trying to get he's up by one kind of in the last minute or minute final period whatever he's trying to get another score trying to get another score and then he over pursues and gets taken down and loses seven six it was kind of uh you know that that's where you, you always want to build your lead, but it's sometimes like you, you got to be wrestling within yourself a little bit more. It's a learning thing probably for Drake, but I felt like he let himself get way un- unnecessarily out of position in that match. And it, it really cost him. For sure. He had to work really hard to earn that first takedown too. I'm guessing that took a little bit out of him. And then yeah, it's, had a slide by attempt. It's just got to be a better, better attempt. Just gave up that hit to Kaler. Yeah, yeah, not not the way you want to go. The Wizenhunt uh, Teskey match is a major for Teskey, who JD put the note in here. Good to see him after he injury defaulted or medical for. Was it injury default? He finished his match, but then he didn't wrestle the semi semifinals or quarter semi semifinals. Yeah. I forget how far. So a medical forfeited it out last it. week. A uh, little back and forth kind of match, but then ultimately Teske kind of controlled it one by ten. But Wizenhunt had a couple moments where a little dicey. I've got to talk about this. Some of the things I'm seeing in this the the top stalling because I've been ever since since uh, Coach Sanderson was talking about it in the uh, in his media day before the season started. Mm-hmm. Just about his concerns about how top wrestling was going to be officiated. I was like, all right, what are they doing differently? And I noticed one thing happened twice in two different duels. It happened in the Rutgers-Virginia Tech duel, and it happened in the Iowa-Oregon um, State duel. And they hit 
Oh, let me think about the order. I think they hit the bottom guy for stalling. Then immediately, like within five to 10 seconds, hit the top guy for stalling. And then they stalemated it. It was so weird. It happened in, I can't remember That's which, weird. I can't remember which match it happened in Rutgers. Uh, Virginia Tech. It was most one, Rutgers. I don't remember that match. Um, it was really strange. And then it happened with Real Woods. And there was like, it happened at like 117 and then at 110 in the period. Like mm-hmm. one stall, then another stall. And like the the dumb thing is, or the illogical thing I'll say is like illogical. nothing yeah. about the, Nothing about the position changed. It's the same guy riding the same way. It's the same effort from the bottom guy. And you're telling me they're basically the exact opposite thing is happening. You're telling me one guy is stalling. And then you're telling me the other guy is stalling. But they're both, but they're doing the same thing. I got an idea, Christian. I got an idea. What if, what if they just said you can't do the double stall anymore? What if they want to double stall them? And they just said, you're not allowed. You got to go one. And then two, you can't go double. Well, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about the double stall because we had a question about. It. I was like, "Is this their version of the double stall?" Because it might be. It might be. It would make more sense if they said both of you are doing nothing. You're both getting warned. Then to do it, because when you do it separately, yeah, you're saying because yeah. when you do it separately, you're saying one guy's working to score and the other guy's stalling. And then you're yeah. saying seven seconds later, actually, the opposite is now true. When yeah. we know it's not true, we know that cannot be true. Well, I agree with your sentiment 100%, but the notion that both guys can't be stalling is that is not true. So, but yes, it would make way more sense. Yeah. If it were to be called at the same time, because in some, in some instances, um, you know, especially like third period tied like a one to one match or something, you know, JD's pursuing Christian, but he's not pursuing him too hard, but he's doing a little more than Christian, just not that much more. And the ref's like, I need to create some difference here. So Christian's stalling a little more. So boom, you know, hit him. Even though JD's not doing that, that happens for sure, right? Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. traditional stalling. Yeah, that's traditional. So yeah, I I would I'd be good with the double stall uh, if they're both not being aggressive. I don't see the issue. But be on the lookout for that one, and then the other. That's very strange. Yeah, don't do that anymore, guys. We can. Just you know the one this. that makes me insane, and it happened and. You know what? I I actually saw Mike Haggerty, and I should I should have talked to him because I know he does a lot with the officials, and he's a smart guy. They outlawed they outlawed um, the side headlock many years ago, right? Where they count on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so many of the refs they start counting on an assassin. Assassin is a pinning combination. Like you couldn't be more aggressive. It's totally not a ride. It's not something you want to do if you actually want to stay on top of someone. You're actually doing it because the bottom guy's stalling, and then you're going to try to pin them. And then they start counting on it. And then the top guy only has five seconds to turn them over. And so then they got to let it go. It's like, oh my god, this is so dumb. What are we doing here? Yeah, and unlike a side, unlike a side headlock, you can. You can let go of a side headlock after a four count and just relock it. But an assassin, if you let go of it, you're it should be moving, the guy, right? The and guy's gonna probably get away. Yeah, unless the guy, yeah. yeah. So that happened at I think it was heavyweight. Uh Elon was trying he, he did he did eventually pin it, but he was trying to, you know, to try to crank him over and the ref would count and then he'd have to let it go. And it's like, dude, he's trying to pin him. Like, what are we doing here? This is so dumb. Yeah. The big story really for, for Iowa was Gabe Arnold comes out. He gets the 4-2 win over Travis Whitlake, one takedown match. It was, it was a nice shot. Started low on the ankle and worked his way up to head outside finish. It was it was smooth, and, you know, you see the defenses there from Gabe. He's 
I don't think we're particularly surprised that he's kind of a ready to go right away kind of guy. No. And uh, beating beating a Travis Whitlake has to, you know, the question JD put in there, he's got to be the guy, right? And I say, yeah. And we talked about it last week, JD, when you were out. But basically, Gabe wrestling this year is actually perfect because if Nelson has another year, they can kind of flip flop while yep. Nelson's out this year, and then Gabe could redshirt next year theoretically or move up because. Who's, I don't know who's going to be there 84 next year, candidly. Do you? Transfer portal. Yeah, honestly. Who's, find, yeah. Find a, find a smaller program with a really good 84-pounder. and It's really effed up. I was it's, talking, it's sad. I was talking to Lee Prince, actually, my old friend, about the, the transfer portal yesterday and how it's, uh, man, it is, it is just counterproductive because uh, as, a, as, a, as a club coach, what I want to do is I want to advise my – High school kids to go find a place they love and they want to spend five years at, right? But it's going to be more financially lucrative for them to go find like a place they kind of like, be really great for two years, and then get paid and go somewhere else for the last three. So dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. Um, so yeah, Gabe. Gabe's going to go. I'm almost certain. I don't know why they wouldn't use him. Yeah, and I feel like he he could be a difference maker at 174. I think he could. I think he could place. Definitely possible. Um, hey, I saw I was scrolling through all the results. I wanted to be up to date for the show. Uh, Kelly underbeats uh, Kikana Ferret, who I, I don't really know him. But then I saw, oh my god, Matt Olgian. He won the maybe it was the Bakersfield Open or something. Yeah, Roadrunner. Yeah, yeah. Mean- so uh, why was he not with the team? I think he's probably coming back from injury, okay. and oftentimes you'll see. They'll give. They'd rather give him a couple matches back to acclimate before dropping him in a Carver Hawkeye duel against Michael Caliendo for your first match. That's fair. But Forette really wrestled well. He was either winning or tied, like well into the second period, like six six or seven six, uh, which is obviously surprising. But Caliendo really sort of turned it on at the end to win by, win by five. Yeah, I but kind of impressive Forette. I guess uh, I I'm looking. He was at Utah don't. Valley. He was at Utah Valley for three years, and then last year it appears he was he was unattached. So he didn't wrestle with anybody, and now he's at Oregon State. Now he's attached. Yeah, interesting. Uh, any other it, JD? Anything else you wanted to touch on here for the Oregon State duel? Yeah, I'll, I'll say one more thing. It's like a few little things, and and this could have been a little more interesting for Oregon State. Um, well, that Nash Singleton. How was that? Overtime at 49, that was a – I mean, I honestly – Voinovich got 99% to probably four or five different takedowns and just could not get the finish. Um, so that sort of stood out to, to me. But Voinovich ultimately won. But a winnable match for Oregon State there. If they had Olgin, that would have been big. And if, if Whitley can beat a true freshman, you know, then I think – that alone would have potentially flipped the result. Um, yeah, it would have for sure. So 25-11, Iowa runs away with it, but uh, I'm ready to fast forward by Oregon State. I'm ready to fast forward six days. Ames, Iowa, because them Cyclones were looking good against Wisconsin. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, this duel is going to be so bananas, and uh, it's it's a week – 
yeah, less than a week now. Sunday afternoon. Actually, it might be in the evening. I think it's at two, two o'clock central. Mm-hmm. Gonna be. It might be the duel of the year. Candidly, I mean, duel of the year. Whoa. I mean, it's, I, it's my duel what? of the year. I mean, you're from Iowa, JD. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he thinks. Uh, oh, I forget. He thinks Lisbon Don Bosco is the second biggest duel of the year. <laughs> it is a great historic duel. <laughs> uh, uh, top two duels of the year. No, it, no, it really is though, because well, let's be honest, Iowa Penn State is cool as that duel normally is. That's not short of you know. I don't know. Gonna be I don't know what has missed. There's not as much mystery around that duel. No, there's with the Iowa, Iowa State duel because Iowa State not only has a legitimate shot to win this year, they might be the on paper favorites. Going I mean, if, if they be. wrestle, if they wrestle the same lineups that just wrestled yesterday. I would say they're they're definitely the favorites. Man, I'm a, I almost want to do just a full preview right now, but we are not. Wednesday. We should. We're we got Wednesday. Show. Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, Wednesday at three thirty Eastern, two thirty Central, because JD and I are flying back um, from the All Star, which we'll get to here shortly. But after we talk about this Iowa State wrecking of Wisconsin, where you say wrecking. Yet there was only one upset in the duel, and it was Tarakina over Barnett. Now it was a 14-3 dominant upset. But listen, Eric Barnett losing to a, a solid guy is never out of the realm of possibility. It's been something we've talked about on this show for, you know, basically since Barnett emerged as a really tough guy and All-American. But he he drops matches like this. It happens, and it happened with Kyson. And then from that point on, Iowa State didn't look back. They won one, two, three, four, five, six by bonus. That's that's crazy. Car beats Hamity on a an escape and no a ride out. Though. I haven't got to watch it yet, but no takedowns. And I guess um, Car was in on the legs a bunch of times, but Dean was just really uh, defensively tough to score on, is what I heard. Yeah, he was close on the one takedown. I think one takedown actually got challenged, but it was not a takedown for for him. But Etchemindia down at 141 is going to be very interesting. And now they got Swiderski in at 49. And this is this has got to be their best lineup probably for this yeah. year. Iowa State. Kittum's looking good. He had a major, almost almost had a pin with a cradle. Younger is just, I mean, he just oh, scores so many Peter points. Peter said no. Uh, he's, he's rough. Um, I mean, he yeah. was a really good guy out of high school. And now he just I think he went zero two and open. Also, he's just uh, I don't I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's sometimes the transition just doesn't doesn't happen. Our guy Josh Otto up at one ninety seven. Yeah, how many cheese curds he had? I don't, I'm pretty sure he weighed in at one thirty four this year. Also, uh, but I guess oh he, maybe he's still just the best guy there because they don't really have anyone else. Uh, but Broderson also was a smaller weight class. Uh, he was eighty four. I was 84 last year. Does uh, Iowa State not have anyone else in there that they can bump in either? I don't believe so, no. No. Well, the other one, they have, um, let me go to the roster, but they have Tate Noctaborn, who, you know, who's a very, had a very, very good high school career. And actually, who was, um, him and Gabe Arnold had all those dang all, uh, overtime matches last year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, 
Uh, I wonder if they would use him. I don't think he's at 74. I think he's, he's at 84. 84. Maybe they'll use him this weekend at 84 and 97. I wonder if he can beat Broderson. They won't use him at 84 because they got Feldkamp. Oh, yeah, Feldkamp. But uh, sorry. So at um, 97. 97. I think yeah. they roll with Broderson. You think they'll go with Broderson? Yeah. Yeah. They That's like just... Broderson. Um, and he's doing That's the kind okay. of a match they need to win against Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Julian will be favored against Glazier. Yeah. You think so? It's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, absolutely. It's favored. Okay. It feels that yeah. to me. 60 40. I think Julian's favored. Okay. You think they need that one? Uh, well, I think there's a whole bunch that are like, okay, so you're going to heavyweight, they're a clear favorite. Uh, 84, they're a clear favorite. Um, 74, you're maybe favoring Iowa now with Gabe Arnold in there. 65, sure. favoring Carr, but um, he's tough. 65, 57, you're probably favoring um, Franick, but Chittam could be competitive. 49, Swiderski. But it's not a gimme. Um, 41, you're favoring uh, you're favoring Iowa, but, uh, you know, who knows? Edgeman and maybe can keep it competitive. 33, toss-up, and 25, probably toss-up, right? So all there's yeah. And that's why, you know, two years saying great duel, it's because, like, what did I say? There's seven matches there that aren't obvious one way or the other way? Yeah, it's going to be a crazy one. Um, a lot of questions about just Wisconsin in general. You know, uh, we got a bunch, actually. But, yeah. you know, I'm not trying to give anyone any air cover, but th- that was going to be ugly. That was going to be an ugly duel for, for Wisconsin. I think really, the only upset should... was 125. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was not going to go well uh, for them. But, you know, now you, you you could say that shouldn't happen. They shouldn't lose that bad to Iowa State ever. Maybe true. But, but um, also just, the, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you. the thing is you'd like to see them be more competitive in, in certain matches. And, um, you know, they get tech fall twice and they get pinned twice and then, you know, they lost a 13-point decision at 57 and an 11-point decision at 25. So, you know, like, uh, it's almost like when you go through the duel and, you know, there was almost no matches where they were like, oh, they're going to win this one or they're going to get one or, oh, my God, that guy was supposed to get killed and he was really, really competitive. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, I think, what gives people that feeling. They, they, they <clears throat> There was no sense of hope um, at any point throughout the duel, and that's kind of probably disappointing for Wisconsin fans. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but a great performance by by Iowa State, and just gives more juice for the showdown in Hilton next Sunday. Who's covering it, JD? I will not be there. Oh my well, goodness, you're letting your home state down. I know, I know. We've got multiple guys boots on ground in Iowa on the team, yeah. so they unfortunately get to uh, go to a lot of the Iowa events. I know. Sometimes I wish I lived in Iowa. Be no, awesome. No, only like probably thirty minutes a year. <laughs> thirty minutes a year. That's I mean, I'm zero. I never, I'm never wish I lived in Iowa. Actually, well, you, well, you did. So, no. <laughs> shut up. I, I never ah. wish. Uh, like currently, I guess maybe I said wish. Wow. I mean, wish. Well, Ben hates himself. Ben Ben hates his former uh, his former life. I have, no rec- I have no recollection of those memories because it was. Uh, I remember it vividly. <laughs> in my life, 
You loved it. <laughs> uh, so Happy, funny. Happiest baby on the block, they called him. Uh, okay. Let's talk a little Black Knight. Penn State had a had quite a few little storylines to follow there. One, the emergence, maybe we call it the emergence, of Braden Davis as maybe the best option for Penn State at 125. Yes. He won the Black Knight. He beat Bergen in the final, but he also beat Tristan Lujan from Michigan State, who's a tough-ranked guy mm-hmm. in that semi. Also notable, Robbie Howard was majored by Bergen in the semi or quarter. So pretty, you know, so far, Braden looks like the best guy they have. The question is, would they use him? He's a true freshman. I say you absolutely do because, one, they don't even have to make that final decision for a few more times. But, two, you've got Luke Lillidal coming in next year. Um, so it would just make sense that you would use him, uh, use him now with Luke coming in. So I think yes. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Braden ends up being the guy for for Penn State. Is Luke going to be able to say small enough for 25? Because the Penn State jinx says no way, Jose. Is he going to be small enough? Is he going to be able to stay small enough? He's small enough right now. If he was there right now, he could do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's – here's the thing. He's got to be a 25-pounder because they have Nagal. Nagal has three years left, two after this one. Yeah. Um. So even if even if Luke comes in and red shirts, Nagal's yeah. still there, and you can say, "Well, Nagal can move up." Well, Tyler, they've got all these logjam things because Tyler Kasek oh my just God. almost took Bo Bartlett to overtime. They were I, that was overtime, wasn't it? It was. No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. It maybe said it was, but it wasn't. I went back and watched it. No, you're right. It was takedown therapy. Uh, no, this is takedown overtime. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I don't think it was, though. It's broken? Something's wrong. Period four takedown. Now uh, now I got to go watch it and make sure. There's no way to know. Go ahead. Double check. Yeah, there's actually no way we can know at this point. (laughs) But no, so like Kasek's redshirting. So what what happens with him next year? He's a 41-pounder. He can't go up. Shane Van Ness. He, Bo Bartlett, you know. In a year, that that could be a win for Kasek. I don't know. Yeah. But it, then again, it's getting kind of crazy how deep Penn State is because you know um, it was wild. Cer- certain years, um, you know, if they're missing a starter, the backup they had was like so bad. Like you'd be like, how is this? How is this guy trained at Penn State and he's this this bad? Um, and now it's like forty one. They have these two guys, and then they have um, David Evans. David Evans, who's who had a really good ranked win. Uh, I want to say Josh Barr maybe got a ranked win. Um, yes, he won. Uh, Bearclaw lost to Mitchell in the finals, but he beat number the number eight guy in the country in the semis. Um, you know, and so it's like they're just so deep at so many weight classes. Yeah, they've really developed Bearclaw really well over the years. That's he's tough. Oh my gosh! No, they did. This is oh, did you just see what happened at the beginning of the Kasek Bartlett match? No, I kind of. No, he said two on one him and Bartlett backed out of bounds and they gave a stall warning on Kasich for pushing. Yeah. So crazy, I, right? At some point, I just can't even talk about it anymore. For just, real. This is just our life. Um, <laughs> while you're watching the match, Aaron Nagal was back and he bonused his way through. No really particularly tough, you know, 
top 10-ish type of guys, but he was utterly dominant. A lot of pins, techs, had some majors, and a pin in the final in less than a minute. So he looks good and perfectly healthy. Good to see him back. You mentioned Josh Barr up at 184. Looks to be a seamless kind of transition for when Bernie graduates mm-hmm. next year. And then uh, finally, Mitchell, 8-5 over Bearclaw, gave up that late takedown to make it look uh, a little closer. Yeah. But uh, good, good showing by Mitchell, good showing by Bearclaw. I mean, he was coming yeah. like a honey badger at the end there. Yeah, and Mitchell uh, got I don't got seated lower, so it's good because then he had um, he had uh, oh my gosh, he, well Anthony White was one of them, but then he had someone else that was kind of ranked. Who is it? Now I'm watching his match, so I can't go see. But it was someone else in the quarters um, that he had. It was. I'll look it up. Give me two seconds. I'm almost there. Um. Oh, Brevin Casella, who he tech falled. Who is uh? He's been an NCAA qualifier. He's a solid, tough guy from uh Binghamton. So two yeah. different guys in the quarters and the semis, and then uh, Bear Claw in the finals. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Barr beat Jacob Nolan from Binghamton, who's yeah, tough. Mm-hmm. I thought he beat. That's a good one. Good. That's a good win. He beat him two one, so close, and then he won six one in the final. Mm-hmm. So yeah, their their depth is getting crazy. And then remember, Ryder and the Mirasolas come in next year. Yeah, at ninety seven and heavyweight respectively. So it's just going to get. Is there any? It the n- neither of the Mirasolas are eighty fours at any point, are they? Oh no, never. That's not happening. Not happening. Mm-mm. What? How do you think they did? What were your thoughts on their performance? I was impressed. Oh, uh, awesome! I was really impressed. I thought, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, so he got the pin over Wick, and I was kind of like dumbfounded. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. Uh, yeah, feeling. Um, you know, cause I'm like, Hey, maybe, he, you know, he could be defensive and keep it competitive, but Evan's going to win clear. And he, you know, he got in that position just was able to hold him on his back and pin him. Uh, but then he followed it up and he was, you know, he, he couldn't quite handle the pressure of Derringer and Derringer, you know, got a bunch of pushouts in the semis, uh, against him, but, you know, he lasted the whole match and then he wrestled Mark, Mark Hall four one very competitively, um, in the wrestle back. So, um, yeah, Connor, I was really impressed with Cole, he lost maybe eight four two. Um, who's the guy from Honus? Cornell? Honus Ben Honus, yeah. But it was Ben uh, Honus Green know, Ellis. He wrestled really tough, and he did kind of get beat up by JALO, uh, maybe in the Conti semis or something. Uh, which who you know AL is really tough. He's good. Cole's a little smaller for that weight class, but yeah, I was really impressed. I thought they, thought they did a great job battling hard. Yeah, no, I was, I was impressed. I thought they both yeah really represented themselves well. Good feel. So, uh, have you Cole, got to the Cole's bottom of this? Cole's going to have two years left. Um, uh-oh, Bo got hurt on his elbow a little bit in the middle of the second period. Um, but Cole's going to have you know two years to get bigger because Kirk will have one year left. But, man, they might – I don't know who else they got next year. They might have to start Connor, and he might be ready. I, I'm not sure. I think I, I think he probably will be. Um, yeah. You know, ready to do what? I don't know. But I – Ready to scrap. Ready to scrap, be a top 15, 10 guy, maybe even a placer. I think so. His feel is really good. He really does have a good feel. Yeah, 100%. Have you got to the bottom of this? Are you are you watching the full uh, match? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think back to the bracket. <laughs> uh, I'm scrolling through. 17 seconds left. It's still tied. Oh, oh. It's like with exactly one second Eight left. Seconds. Oh, he holds him. Oh, is it even a takedown? Oh, oh he's going to pin. Oh, no. It's Danger. 
Oh, was danger. I don't know if I agree with that because he gets off his back for a split second. There's one big bridge. <clears throat> and then, who I don't know if I like this call. So we got danger one, danger two. Oh, dude, Kazak got off his guy. He got past 90 for a second on that big bridge. Um, that was not three continuous dangers. Once you break 90, it should be a stop, stop call. And then they should have to go again. This and match then, was a man, classic Bo Bartlett match. I kind of thought it was a, I thought it was a, for sure, danger. The what? Okay, watch again. Watch when he starts counting, and then watch that big bridge. He clears ninety degrees. Mm. That's my. Opinion. Is this? Do you know this because you're a geography major? Well, ge- uh, that's geometry, but yeah, I, I know about angles. I know. Uh, that's what. I, it's kind of crazy. He wasn't able to pass. It kind of looked like he had a, a clean run to pass it there. Yeah, Bo was able to drop weight on his knees real quick. Ah, no, I'm cool with this. I think that's for sure three three seconds. Ooh, I think he gets off. I think if he clears 90 for a second there. Man, I don't. Yeah. I feel like he holds him. Yeah, Bo but, was able to get that foot behind the head, though, to make it really challenging. Also of note, Kasek beat David Evans on the uh, front side of this. Mm-hmm. So he's, man, he's a tough, tough cookie. Uh, any other any other thoughts on the Black Knight? Uh, I got no other thoughts. I don't think it was. I feel like last year maybe it was a little bit deeper. Um, this year I didn't think there was too many weight classes. Sixty five was actually I think the toughest weight class because they had Casella was ranked, Fish was ranked, uh, Anthony White was ranked. They had a handful of ranked guys, but um, yeah, not not a lot of the great weight classes. Yeah, Mitchell looked. Mitchell, I think, looks small, man. I, yeah, I agree. Hey, get him, send him to the creamery. <laughs> get that ice cream. Um, hey, I have a question. Have you still not eaten any dessert? No. Why are you trying to eat desserts or what? You're gonna break on Thanksgiving? No, no I don't even like Thanksgiving. Remember, we had this, every don't, every don't, year we have this don't. discussion every year. We're not doing it again. And I win the discussion every year. No. We're not doing it again. No, I do, because it's it's obvious. I I always judge everything by the results, Christian. If Thanksgiving food was that good, and there would be... I cut his vine. (laughs) Oh, wow. Hey, Tyler Tyler muted you. Tyler muted you, Ben. He's having none of this anti-Thanksgiving talk. Wow. You know what? Tyler picks his spots. That was one to pick because it, it fires me up. Did you just kick him off the call altogether? Did we just lose Ben? No, he's no, just he's holding sad. up the pick sign. <laughs> Listen, I love. Oh, he is he really? I, I can't. I can't see. Um, that's funny. I did hit someone with that the other day, though. I was at the bank, or I don't remember where I was. I was somewhere. And, you know, they, they make the small talk and they say, oh, you excited for Thanksgiving? And I said, ah, Thanksgiving food sucks. And they're like, no way. And I'm like, well, I got a good argument if you want to hear it. And they're like, okay, what is it? And I'm like, well, if Thanksgiving food is so good, surely there'd be at least one restaurant that serves Thanksgiving food 365 days a year. And they were like, uh, oh, shoot, you got us. I don't think uh, that's not a win, but um, it's a win. That's a win. There's a there's no argument because listen, Christian, if there was none and it was actually a good idea, you would just go start one and then you'd be a multimillionaire. Maybe I will. 
I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna call it? I'm gonna call it Ben Ben's place. Ben's place. Thanksgiving food year round. Lines <laughs> out the door. <laughs> You'll be so mad when I'm a multimillionaire. I mean, honestly, there's no one else that does it. You might be a billionaire. Serve every everyone everywhere in the United States. Possible. I'll think about some other like underrated uh you know cuisines. Food. There's a there's probably a lot of op- opportunity there. Okay. <laughs> We got to keep going though. We got to keep going. We got a lot of Navy stuff. classic Luke Stout beat Silas Allred. Oh, I was terrible. almost I was almost mad because I watched the uh cuz I watched this match and they gave a they gave a takedown to Stout. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, no way. They cannot count this as this cannot be how he wins." And but that right at the end of regulation and they wave it off. And I was like, "Oh, oh okay, good." Cuz if he had won like that, I'd be like, "Man, that's bad." But then <laughs> Over it's this long, long scramble, and it's almost danger. And, he, and Silas clears it, and he almost scores at the end of regulation. And big hubbub, and they wipe it. And then it goes into sudden victory. And Silas, or excuse me, Luke just grabs the single and just like finishes so fast. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. it's really gonna end like that. But it was a great, great win for Stout. Yeah, besides that, Nebraska looked pretty good, though. They got a whole bunch of titles. Yeah, they did. They're man. They're they're another one of the teams that has a great shot to be the get second this year. You know, they're really good. They've got a lot of a lot of guys. And that's going to be a really interesting aspect of the team race because you look at so when we took out the uh, Cassiopeia and Nelson from the from the yeah, crazy rankings, they went from second to eight, but they're like they're only eight points out of second place. They're right there still. Um, imagine if they add uh, Mr. Fast Twitch. That'd make up that possibility. That Delta. Uh, okay. Now there was Keystone Classic too. Uh, do you have anything on that, JD? Man, before we get no, awesome. there's so much thin. happened. I looked at it. There was, I think it was too many tournaments in one weekend that everyone was just kind of like spread out from each other. Yeah, man. Navy, Black Knight, and Keystone kind of all same. Lindenwood weekend. too. Lindenwood, yeah. Lindenwood was oh my god, they had huge brackets. They, they, I think they split the fresh. Well, they split to gold and then freshman sophomore, but then even some of the freshman sophomore, I think they split into two because they were so big, right, JD? Mm-hmm. Kind of the biggest takeaways from that one were mostly from Oklahoma State's squad uh, yes. taking Jameson, beating Sammy Alvarez at forty-one, and mm-hmm. Jordan Williams beating Carter Young at forty-nine. Bad, not like nineteen to two or something, or five nineteen to five. I think it was 52, right? Okay. I believe, yeah. Big, big margin there. So, yeah, that's um, – yeah, for for Oklahoma State, do we think – I mean, it's going to be Jordan this year, you have to assume, right? After that. Yeah, you have to assume. For sure. Um, what else happened? It was such a busy weekend. Uh, I mean, the Virginia Tech Rutgers duel was like kind of only duel on Friday night, and that that was a lot of fun. Good match. This, this Rafael Hippolito, uh, probably not this year, but he's someone that we're going to be talking about a bit. I think eventually. Are they going to start him over um, uh, Brady? Uh, yeah, Connor Brady. I don't think so. Um, I think he's probably a fifty-seven pounder, in, in if he had to be. Okay. Um, but I think they're going to redshirt him this year. And I, I think he's a guy that will really benefit from that. Um, 
you look at what he can do and it's a lot, and then you look at there's some areas where he really, you know, he just got to get just tightened up a little bit, but yeah. the, the things he can do are pretty special. He has a crazy, I got to get the full story, but he's from Manaus, Brazil, which is straight Amazon yeah, jungle. Yeah. Yup. And, um, moved to America and he was a two-time Virginia state champion. He won NHSCAs, but was, you know, sort of under the radar kind of guy. And Virginia Tech scooped him up, and he looks like he could be an impact guy down the line. What what he can do on his feet and his leg attacks, he moves, good he moves athlete, really, well. really moves, good feel. So he's going to be a fun one to follow uh, over over the years. And, man, Eddie Ventresca, he's it's, struggling. Man, he's really just struggling. He lost at the um, – Keystone as well, depends his second string guy. He lost to Dean really close here. I yeah. think he turns it around, but it's it's been tough. Butler from Rutgers impressed me at 149. And isn't he from Oklahoma though, originally? Yeah, but the, he's allowed to move. No, I understand. Yeah, I'm just saying that's the same guy that he wrestled at Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a guy that, for like five years. He pinned um Pantelio. Oh yeah, the yeah, open. Yeah. Uh huh. So he made he uh he really didn't push Henson, but he really slowed things down with his finishes. Like he's really hard to finish on. Henson took so many attacks. Um, trying to think of what else happened there. Uh, hey, the other uh, sorry, totally distracted. Big result. We should have one Mizzou at some point because there was a couple good results in there. But uh, Illinois over North Carolina. I was kind of surprised to see that one. Uh, Illinois, and I don't know that they're going to not redshirt these guys, but they used their three of their true freshmen, Webster, uh, Skulls, and Chris Moore, to win that duel. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's a. I'm not terribly surprised about the that result. Well, they had but they yeah. had a not good result. Oh, who? Was, oh, they lost the Navy. That was uh, you to, know. Mm-hmm. Yes, Skulls beat Santiago. Um, Webster looks really good. And Webster smashed um, Corbin Munson, and he wrestled that duel also. Yeah. I wonder if they use him. He's, he's good. I mean, he's going to be really good if he's not wrestling this year in the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know the other duel yes. that looks like a lot of fun? What's that? Uh, Lehigh Pitt. Pitt ended up winning twenty four to seventeen, but there was a looked like a bunch of kind of close matches. Uh, Brookham had another big win, a yeah. pin over Santinello. Yeah, that's not true. Those that's wrong. He did not pin him. It was like okay. a decision. And never mind. No, I just saw this box score. I didn't uh, watch the duel. And, yeah, and Dayton Pitzer did not pin uh, his guy either. What? Uh, what the heck I, is the, going on? They I don't both know. Say, I asked. They both say five minutes on the box score sheet too. So. That's why I looked it up. I was like, that doesn't make sense because at five minutes, there's no the math on it also and realized that the uh, scores doesn't accurately reflect what's in there. Yeah. So I asked, babe, I don't know what he, because he just gets it from like SIDs and pastes it in there. Um, so I don't know what happened there, but he, the, no pins, but he, they did win. Oh, look, he already updated it. If you refresh. Um, Yeah. Two O for Pitzer. It did look, I'm, Man, beer teching maxed out eighteen oh. to three—that's a lot of points. Impressive, extremely. And you're right; this does look like a like it was a really fun duel. You know, Cole Matthews had a win. Um, 
Yeah, for sure. Good, good one. All right. Talk about your, your tigers. Well, I mean, it was unfortunate because I said, uh, you know, uh, Arizona state didn't bring their full squad, but look great. Um, I was really impressed. Clayton Whiting kind of yes. up on Tony Negron, who had the big win against Gavin Kane. Uh, I thought that was gonna be a really tough match for him. And he really kind of knocked, knocked it out of the park. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, uh, Peyton looked good. I know Wilner's not great, but Peyton looked good. He had a four-minute tech fall. Uh, and then Brock Muller had a lot of offense in his match as well. So, yeah, it was just a f- fun environment, uh, but it would have been better if Arizona State maybe had their full squad there. Yeah, yeah, that it was a big beatdown to certain with another pin, but he's no a big bonus pin guy. you if you're not really good. Yeah, 100%. He definitely will. Oh, speaking of pins, I see Will Feldkamp had like this. I forget what we. I think we called it thread the needle at Buffalo Gap, where you thread get the, the ham, you get the hammer lock on the back, and then you circle out front, and then you punch under the arm, and then you kind oh, of the opposite arm, it. the opposite arm. Yeah, is that yeah, what you call it? That's a great move. What do I? Uh, what do we call that? You know what? The hammer lock series is very underrated as far as pinning is concerned. Um, and you know, tilts have gotten so popular that uh, some of these these series I don't want to say they've been forgotten about, but they don't get as much attention as they probably should. Um, yeah, we call it, uh, yeah. I don't know what we call that actually. I don't have a name for it. I should have a name for it, huh? Okay. Well, th- this can be Buffalo Gap's contribution to the sport if you call it thread the needle, <laughs> because if we can get AWA to to, to say it okay. and and make it their vernacular, that's yeah. a true impact. No, that's so good. Throwing, you got the arm on the back and you punch it, and then and they, they roll this shoulder up because they, they don't want to get their head raked in, and then boom, you yeah. punch the other side, and then yeah, it's over. It's a good one. It's a good one. But you do, you never see it's like it's a good high school pinning combination because if you're stronger than a guy, you can just yeah. hold that wrist there. So I don't know. You never I just, used it. I, I what? You're high. I was like you my used second it? best. My, the, the well, the hammer lock series, right? Where you put yeah. the arm on the back. That was my second best pinning combination series. Yeah, because but the problem is now is guys don't even try to get the arm on the back because they're just wimps and they don't want to put shoulders flat. They just want to tilt them up, like tilt, 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 and they never bother putting the arm out on the back where they could then you know do some real damage and pin someone. They just want to tilt them and get points like wimps. We need to show Wyatt Hendricks in this turn. I'm gonna show him. No, he's got to know it because it, I mean because it, it it is very best at heavyweight. Yeah, for sure. I want. to but uh, does he know the finer points? Because I, I get there's some details there that he may, <laughs> well, he I mean, may not a, know. The first detail, I'll tell you right now. The first detail is people mess up and they grab the wrist, and it, it's kind of easy to roll out. I, I, uh-huh. I need my, I need to, to have two left hands right now, and I don't. Right, I'm, but if you grab here the, and you kind of squeeze, it doesn't let them roll it out. So that's the first good one. And then I rake the head. I never been able. No one ever stops my head rake, so I actually never have to throw the needle because I just hold the wrist, crank on the head, and then it's it's game over. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, it's a it's a good one. Maybe it'll start to make a comeback. It really should. Will, Will Feldkamp. He's a fun guy. He's got mm-hmm. people. I'm I'm excited for people to get to watch him a little bit more because um, he has a pretty unique style for how he goes about it. Um, we should definitely get into some All Star Classic stuff. Oh man, Let's because that is. Literally tomorrow, and it's why we are here right now in State College. Let's get into it. Um, we've got the the full card. I think we're going to have uh, 
I don't know if we've announced the change at 141, but um, it's going to be Lachlan McNeil versus Josh Coderhand because um, who's out? Carlson. Why am I forgetting? Oh, yeah, Carlson. Carlson's out. So a, a change up there, but cool opportunity for Coderhand, who's had a nice start to his year. Mm-hmm. Let's start at the beginning. We're going to have Matt Ramos versus Anthony Noto. Um, you know, this was at the time, number one versus number two. Now, since that time, Anthony Noto is now number one. Ramos has lost to Camacho and he had the plays loss. So he's slipped a little bit in the rankings, not too much. And I think this is a toss up match. I'm not really sure who's the favorite. It's, it's like if Noto is really effective from the top position, you know, he'll, he'll probably have won if Ramos can get. I think Ramos definitely has a neutral advantage, mm-hmm. and I tend to side with that. I, I think Ramos is is my pick here. Yeah, I probably I probably go Ramos, um, but wouldn't be shocked to see Noto get on top and get a turn or two because he, he's a beast. What do you think, JD? Ramos probably has the advantage if this becomes a shootout match. If Noto can slow things down, get on top and keep Ramos down, that's his path to victory. Um, I don't know. I don't know who wins. I think this is a match where you wrestle it 10 times. You're going to get five different kind of matches and results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be an exciting one. You only get five. Cause you got to get, 10 right well i'm in five and five like five guys five times and one guy wins five times oh god i was confused because five of them i guess yeah that was a poor way to say it you'll get 10 different results one guy will win five times another guy will win five times yeah i'm not um my opinion honestly through everything that's happened with with ramos my opinion on him hasn't changed at all i think he's good enough to win a i think he's good enough to win a title for sure i think it's going to matter. It's going to be the day. It's going to be the matchup. And this is a great test for him. Um, Shout but... out to him. Uh, literally already wrestling these types of matches literally three weeks into the season. Yeah, literally. 133, Sam Latona versus Connor McGonagall. Um, kind of a unique situation here with, with <laughs> Connor and Cookham. And yeah, what funny. are you going to do? It's like Lehigh's got a, a very. Does any team have two guys that don't have red shirts um, that are this good? I don't think mm. anyone does. Two top six guys. Pens of, that do not have a red shirt possibility. And also, like, we don't know that. And or aren't like, suspended. Who, who who at Penn State? Yeah, Penn suspensions don't count. We'll say for this. <laughs> I don't. Bottom line is, I don't think there's any team that has the situation that Lehigh is currently in. Yeah. And I don't know how they solve it. You know, obviously, they're not they're not thrilled that one of their best wrestlers is not going to be able to dart this year. But Conor McGonagall can win this match. Latona, yeah, man, he had to really scrap to beat Shaver. Um, to the point of why Caleb's so concerned about his fantasy team, which is not a good team. He's, ah. he's watching Shaver. He's like, he's tough. I'm adding him. So he picked him up. He wrestled Latona tough, but Latona ended up winning. Very winnable for Magano. I think this is also a toss-up match. I think Latona does it, but man, McGonagall's got a lot to wrestle for here. 
you know, he's got to keep this competition, you know, alive. Right. And beating, beating Sam Latona would, would go a long way. He has, he has, in my opinion, all of the incentive in the world to win this match. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's a, has there ever been a backup in a All Star match? Is kind of what I was thinking. No, it's I mean, unique. maybe they end up being the backup, but latter in the latter part of the year or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there, listen, there there were some weird cards back in uh, towards the end of it. You find like the twenty fifty. If I read you some of these matches, you'd be like, "Wait, that really happened?" Because um, there were some cards that were not. The, the, yeah, I'll just stop right there. Let's leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Before we offend more people, because that's the hardest part of the show is like, you know, doing real talk without offending people. Yeah, only one <laughs> of them is possible. Only one of them is actually possible. <laughs> Um, yeah, you try to offend people as as little as possible while still telling the whole truth. Yes. Number two versus number three at 149, Shane Van Ness versus Kyle Parko. Rematch from the third place match where Shane was just on fire that entire tournament. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so Parko the co- actually wrestled yesterday at Mizzou, which was, you know, he's the one guy I thought maybe we wouldn't see because he's going to be in the All-Star he Joffrey was able to keep it close, but he was doing a, a lot of really good things for Parco. I feel like Van Ness is the favorite here, not just oh, yeah. based on the the match result, but um, just trajectory for for Shane. You know, after his strong performance, he looked good at Journeyman. He didn't hit anyone of like renown, but still, he, he's very dominant. So I think he probably wins here. Plus, Rec Hall factor. I think he's the favorite. Yeah, I would agree fully. History. History. Okay, we uh, we had to change things up at 57 because no Teamer, no Haynes. So we got a little creative what here. Haynes? He pulled out of the event. Oh, okay. If you notice, competing last weekend, he wrestled his first match without a bunch of tape on his knee. His last matches, heavy tape job on, I think it's his right knee, so... Okay. All right. Guess would be it's something pertaining to that, although I do not know for sure. Yeah, that that is the assumption. Fifty-seven. We have D two champers, D three champ. Um, we got some Wisconsin ties here. What do you know about these guys, Ben? Uh, well, I think only one of them has Wisconsin ties. Noel Hurdle, UW yeah. lacrosse, uh, great program for Division three. Dave Melchick does a great job. Noel Hurdle's from uh up there in Marshfield, way up north there. Hey. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's really gotten way better since he went to college. So, uh, yeah, he he should scrap. I don't know much about Novak. I think Novak's a Minnesota guy, pretty sure. Yeah, he was on Saint Cloud State. Yeah. So we'll D two D three fans will be excited for that one. Get a show down there, and then one sixty five, Dean Hammond versus Isaac Olesnik. Olesnik's looked pretty good this year. Um. I feel like he has a he's had a ton of bonus points. Am I remembering this correctly? Um, oh, he just wrestled that. I mean, I think Oklahoma State brought most of their team to Linwood. I believe he was just oh, there. well, right. not to bring it up, not to bring uh, it up. I know he beat he, Mulvaney, but Mulvaney scrapped that match, so I'm not I'm not upset about it. Yeah, I know, but I I was surprised. I did not expect that. I thought that was going to be oh, a pretty. Really? 
Uh, well, well, I mean, he gave up two slide buys, like a knucklehead, um, which I've already we already discussed this, so he knows how I feel about it. Uh, but then the last two periods, you know, he was putting the pressure on, and he got to Lesnick's leg, I think three or four times, and just was not able to finish because Lesnick has really tricky defense. He's long, good shin whizzer, um, almost got one finish there, but um, wasn't able to do it. So no, I, I thought I actually wasn't upset with the match at all. Okay, so yeah, um, all bonus this year for Nick. Major pin, major, major pin. He did um, wrestle at I, the Lindenwood this weekend. Yeah, no no D1 guys other than Drake Rhodes mm-hmm. were there. Or the, he, oh, no, he, he wrestled a Bellarmine kid too. Uh, okay, so yeah, Alejnik versus Dean. Listen, we talked about it. JD wasn't here, but we talked about it, or someone said to you, Dean Hammity, the most consistent wrestler in NCAA wrestling history, according to someone that told you that, Ben. So now he's um, now he's 0-12 against someone who's favored, uh, more highly ranked than himself. And he, and he's undefeated against guys he's ranked higher than. So, but what I don't understand about that, that I'm, I realized this morning is, how is that possible? Because he you start lower ranked. So he could have, at some point, he had to beat guys that were ranked higher than him to achieve the high ranking. You you would think that would be the case with this freshman year, and uh, I'm not a ranker, so and I and I, I surely don't remember that much of uh, his path. But maybe he had a bunch of kind of easy guys. For, I mean, I can go look. He had a bunch of easy no, guys. Pl- please don't. The the sentiment holds that Dean beats yeah. who he should, <laughs> and those up the upper echelon guys he hadn't been able to knock them but off. Yeah, so yet. like obviously in his first match, there's no way that he was ranked higher than the guy, right? He actually right. pinned Olejnik. <clears throat> Um, the second weekend of the year, the Cougar Clash during his so that would have been his first uh his first year of college. Yeah. So I think Keith Gothard wrestled at the Cougar Clash. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um I, too much credit. He was yeah. <laughs> hey, I didn't see I didn't say he won. I, <laughs> anyone could enter. Anyone can uh, enter at the Cougar Clash. It's it's uh <laughs> It's another thing to to compete and get OW at Cougar Clash. Oh my goodness gracious! Rarefied air. Uh, so Dean, I think, is a pretty big favorite here based on their previous history. Yeah, I would uh, that's the case. Stravachi Lewis. I feel like no one's talking about this match. Yeah, Makai's looks really good so far this year. I mean, last year it was just a ride out. It was not a good match to watch if you like wrestling action. Um, it just feels like it's going to be similar to the past two yes, times they've wrestled where it's going to be very close. It's going to be in Bro, the, the first time they wrestled was amazing. That was, that was like the, the best NCAA NCAA finals, final. But then the second, third was not great. Yeah. Well, didn't they wrestle twice last year? I think no, only I twice, think so. the NCAA final and all-star. Because he lost to Labriola. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it was amazing, but it feels like it's going to be similar where it might still be amazing, but the outcome will be Carter Strachey close. Oh, that's God. why it's not maybe like as hyped as the first two times they wrestled. Oh my God. You guys realize what, what are we doing right now? I'm we not sure to do picks. We're not doing picks. We need JD. We need lines and we need picks on these. Come on. It's too You're late. Slacking. No, Raiders slacking. slacking. I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to get, I don't know. I'm trying to get another one of these. And I, you know, I need I need to make some picks. Hey, if anything, get... I need the picks more because that's how I get back yeah. in this. 
No, the more you pick, the worse yeah. it gets, JD. Yeah. JD Christian <laughs> was he was roasting you last week when you weren't here. On cold score. <laughs> it was kind of funny though. You did go because like you did go over six. How's that even possible? It was tough. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was a tough start. Tough start to the season. <laughs> I mean, because the uh, the thing I was that makes it so crazy is like it's a coin flip. So it's it yeah. should be a, a coin flip, right? Yes. But uh man. We love you. You do you do such a good job with the lines that it it That's honestly where all my mental energy goes. I have no none left over for the picks. Yeah, you empty the tank, and uh, I appreciate that. Okay, Parker Keckheisen versus Bernie Truex NCAA finals preview. Possibly, I would now. Imagine. Hey, we haven't talked about this. Another guy that could be throwing his hat in the ring at one eighty four. Uh, is is Chris Foca? He's going up. Oh, really? Wrestled at 84 this weekend. Oh, I did not see that. Yes. So he for sure could win 184. Parker. Is he like going up guaranteed because this, Cornell had Jonathan Lowe and then, uh, I mean, they have they have three good guys above him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with Lowe. Okay. Lowe and then uh, 97 is um, big, strong guy. What's it? Cardenas and then Luis Fernandez. Big, strong guy. And then he's so, a big, strong guy. I was right. He is a big, I, I, had, I hey. had a vision, and I just couldn't think of the name. He's like, yeah, he looks like a Hulk. Yes. Um, so I guess Benny Baker is going to step in at 174, but what, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he so, just drops that name. Benny Baker. Who is Benny Baker? I'm pretty sure Shane Sparks saw Benny Baker live in 1989. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure Benny Baker opened for Huey Lewis in the news. Benny Baker. I'm looking this man up. Oh, he does not have a great wrestling. Yeah, he, he struggles. Yeah, so he's I'm a saxophone player. To see Foca go up, especially it's if it's weight related. It's like, well, he already got down to weight. So is this a? Did he just bump up for this duel, or is this like a permanent bump up? I think he's staying up there. Okay. Do you have this on good, uh, good intuition, or is this someone told you this? It is good intuition. Yeah. Like, why would he wrestle up? I mean, uh, I, if we just see what his weigh-in was, then we would know. You know, if he weighed in at 177, then he's probably going down. If he weighed in at 183.8, he's probably staying right there. Well, here's the thing. Behind the scenes, he was going to wrestle um, Makai at the All-Star. And then he, pull, he pulled out kind of before anything was announced. Oh. And um, so no, no one knew that, but he was going to wrestle at 174. And then uh, obviously this sort of him wrestling up at 184 makes me feel like they decided to not go 74 this year. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, oh, Kozak wait. says he's also listed on the roster at 184. Hmm. More data points. But I want to talk about Parker versus Bernie, if I may. Yeah. I'm trying Let's to talk it. about your guy, Ben. Mm. Um, Let's do it. What do you think? I think this is going to be – they've had two really competitive matches. Mm-hmm. It's like Parker's physicality, Bernie's you know, fluidity and quickness. Yeah. If I remember the first think? match when Parker lost, he just wasn't able to execute on a few finishes. Uh, Bernie's kind of tricky on the defense. Mm-hmm. That's how I remember it. And then, and then in the third-place match, he was able to um, get a couple finishes. So I think that's going to be the story is can he finish when he gets in the legs. Yep. Yeah. Do you think he wins? Uh, yeah, of course I'm picking Parker. <laughs> Duh. 
I'm really not sure. I I'm probably siding with Parker. And this guy pinned Trent Hidley last year. Like he's a yeah. he's a freaking beast, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, NCAA finalist. So yeah, I, I think I'm leaning Parker right now. Curious to see how how Bernie looks. So I'm blanking right now. Did Parker beat? Uh, so I know Hidley wasn't in the finals last year. Did he beat him in NCAAs also? Because then he pinned him at collegiate duels. He lost him at Vegas. Mm-hmm. No, he beat uh, Munoz. Oh my gosh! Because they seeded him one, and Brooks and Hadley were two and three, right? Wasn't that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was what happened. That's so wild. I can't believe that happened. That was a that was a good deal for Parker, though. Yeah. He beat Trey Munoz in the semis. <laughs> yep. Okie doke. Trey Munoz, another guy to watch. Watch out for it at eighty four. I think those are the big four title contenders: Parker, Foca, Bernie, and Trey. Yes, agreed. Okay, 197. Aaron Brooks versus Tanner Sloan. Man, this is, I feel like it's going to be tough for Tanner. You're, yeah. you're basically, you got to turn this guy. And I don't know. It's going to be hard. Or, or go for Aaron a big Brooks. move like Marcus Coleman. Yeah, I don't know if Tanner Sloan's, that's his thing. Yeah, not quite as much. He's just got to extend positions anytime Brooks is in, make it. D- dirty it up and make something happen on on top. I'm I'm excited to see what game plan Tanner puts together for Aaron. Yeah, and then great American the hero. Match. I hear this is the match. I'm I'm the most excited about this match out of all the matches. It will be the last Gre- match. Good uh, programming note. Um, Greg Kerfleet versus Wyatt Hendrickson, the great American hero versus Greg Kerfleet the uh, returning finalist, top-ranked guy. How do we see it going down? In rec hall, mind you. Yeah. Could be a I love it. Scene. I'm so into this one. Because, um, you know, the thing is, Wyatt just goes out there and tries to make it happen every single match. It's awesome. I'm really glad his knee injury at Worlds was not very severe. Uh, I think they bring the heat. I, I'm going Wyatt Hendrickson. Yeah. Would it be unethical for me to show him that my Hammerlock series before this match? <laughs> I don't want. I don't think there's a great opportunity here. I mean, I don't uh, know. Usually, Hammerlock is. Um, it is actually in the. It's the less competitive matches where uh, you just need to pin the dude right and get off the mat. It, it, mm-hmm. Other guys, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's the G. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You know, Kirk Fleet does end up being on his belly for a while sometimes, so maybe it's possible. Yeah, the keys here, and all, and all, you know, jokes aside. Uh, Wyatt's got to get off the bottom here. He got rid. He got, I think, reversed yeah. and r- rode out by Wyatt, and he took, or by Greg, and he took bottom in the third. He got ridden out and then lost after he got the first takedown in the match, counter scored. But then, mm-hmm. um, the mat wrestling was the difference, which you would think would favor Wyatt, but it was Greg who just a lot of pressure and and Wyatt was just kind of glued there to the mat. So that'll be. Well, it's interesting. If you see Wyatt getting up and out right away, it's going to be a really, really competitive match. Yes. I agree with that. Okay. Um, I'm disappointed we didn't do picks. Yeah, JD really messed up. Pretty bad. All right, guys. I wasn't sure if CP wanted to. You know, he's going to be on the call for... um... That's a a good point. His commentary might sway the outcome. So I'm glad you didn't let that happen. Yeah, could that happen? I've never understood that, like, uh, 
you know, because there's um, uh, what what was I used to look at this like ESPN NFL like pickums every week, and the guy that did the call, he would like not call the, he would not predict the Monday night games. I was like, what do you think like they're gonna win, or your commentary is gonna? I just don't, I just don't make the connection. I, like maybe I, it's not as professional, but why do the picks at all? I forget which guy it was, but uh, one of them just he would just not make a pick. He's just anyway. scared, like Shane is. Shane's scared to make picks. Yeah. This guy was too. Yeah, it's just it's not that serious, guys. It is a sport, and you know? it's like ah, what's one one person thinks can happen? Um, you know, it'd be so anyway. awesome if at NCAA tournament and someone's saying this in the comments, but you know. The sprint center, it just, it just, oh, the, the roof opens up and Wyatt Henderson just parachutes through there right down into the NCAA finals. That would be the most electric moment in the history of college wrestling. It would be. Um, it would also be require a lot of electric for them to install a retractable roof at this place. No, but if they there. did, it's already there. It's already retractable. No, just put them in the. Just put him in the rafters. Yeah, I know. Just put him in the rafters and let him come down with like a Johnny DeJulius, this is your moment. You know, help us rig some sort of parachuting apparatus for for Wyatt so he can parachute in. Mm-hmm. He should really do it every match, honestly. But you know, <laughs> if, uh, it would be really funny in like you know in round one because there's going to be eight mats down or whatever, and he's got to be like you know he's yeah. got to really stick the landing or he's going to land up in the wrong mat and disrupt <laughs> the thing. So uh... it really tests the, his precision. So funny. Hey, is your daughter, was she at the Feral, and was she doing poetry? Because Andrew Spay had a... Andy's a piece of work, yes. I don't have any of her poetry with me. I I wish, yeah, I should have came prepared. We did get home. We had a delay out of St. Louis last night, so we got home a little late. But yeah, she had some funny poems. Okay, because Andrew Spay... funny poems about poop. She wrote a poem about poop, (laughs) how... I, I, I should go read it, but it's like how you eat food and then in your body it turns into poop and then it goes in the toilet and then it goes in a septic tank and then it just turns into dirt. That, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound as super poet uh poetic. It was very poetic. it was very poetic. Very poetic. Wow. Yeah. Um all right. Well I think we can probably call it a show. Do you have anything before we before we go, man, a couple. Okay, well, what time well, should I watch the All Star tomorrow night? Six p.m., seven p.m. Central, Eastern. I don't know where you're going to be. If you're on the East Coast, it starts at seven o'clock sharp. And I would be remiss not to mention the fact that David Taylor is going to be on the call. Ooh. Um, I'm thrilled for that opportunity. Excited to work with him. We had a, a production meeting last week, which went went great, and I think we're gonna have some cool stuff. And he's obviously going to bring a level of of uh, incredible expertise that I think you're going to really enjoy. Uh, but yes, it starts at seven, 14 match card. We have four women's freestyle matches to get it started. And then we're going to go in weight class order, 125 up for, for NCAA. So please stay tuned to that. Um, anything else to mention before then? Um, I think so. So then, well, we're talking when we're, when we're, yeah, Wednesday afternoon, that's going to be weird. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to handle that. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be so weird talking wrestling. It's gonna be really out of your comfort zone. I can tell. <laughs> we'll have so much to do because we're gonna have to be breaking down all star results, talking about Iowa, Iowa State. Tag on it, Ben. You're just gonna hold that thing up intermittently throughout the. Year. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Amy burn it. Hey, can I show you the greatest part? Can I show you the greatest part? Oh, what? My man signed it. He signed oh. it. 
That's backwards. You can't see it because it's a uh... no. It, it looks normal. Oh, oh, it does. Um, yeah. Oh, it's showing us backwards on my screen. It's it's yeah. It's not a mirror. Um, this way. <laughs> did you see his look? <laughs> I know I did good when I get one of those looks per show. Ben, it, you know one That's thing you can say thing. about you can say Ben wins with with class. You know, classy winner. This is a guy. This is a classic. Act like you've been there before. Moment. And no, I, I, I disagree. Like- that that you you're putting Shane Sparks words in my mouth. I think if you win, you get to party a little bit. Like you I know, know, I'm I'm kidding. I hate the act like you've been there before. First of all, what if they haven't? What what if they, they haven't. Well, they, I've, I've never been here. I've never won the NCAA. I've never won. You know, in Ben's case, he's never won any wrestling knowledge contest <laughs> against me. <laughs> So then he's literally never been here before. Did he's I not win two years ago? I think I'm like the two-time running champion. No, no. And also, <laughs> also you, you, I don't even know what I was going to say. You disrupted my joke. So I'm just going to leave. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to David Taylor's farm. I don't believe you're going to go there. Stop name dropping. All right. Well, I'll send you, I'll send you a video from the farm. All right. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. See you Wednesday at 3.30, but actually I'll see you tomorrow at 7 Eastern for the All-Star Classic. Thank you so much. Have a great Monday. See you next time. Goodbye.